Sports Pick 6 on this football Friday, December 11th. Brad Dalius joined by the president of AIM System. He would be Jerry Skelton. We are recapping what happened last night in the world of football, Jerry. A clean sweep in college football here on the podcast. We gave you the total. Uh, We had the over in that Florida Atlantic Southern Miss game. The over was 43. The The total wound up being 76. So a lot of points scored there to say the least. Pitt versus Georgia Tech. We told you we liked Pitt. They laid the six and a half yesterday and they won by 14. So a good night in college football. The Patriots fell well short of any expectations I had for them against the Rams. They lost 24 to three. We passed on that one. But getting you also ready today for a huge weekend where we have a ton more college games to come. The NFL will continue with their action on Sunday as well. But Jerry, let's start today with what happened last night. Just a quick recap. Uh, You know, talking about the college here, I mean, this was the podcast to come to yesterday for both games. Yeah, I mean, we had the Brad Dahlia special, the first of the year. The over in Florida Atlantic, you know, you said... That uh oh that's going to be points galore in that I mean I I, I don't know what the total is going to be what sixty well the total was forty three and uh, we gave you over we told you that in games like this where you got two crappy teams and they've kind of like mailed it in they usually mail it in on defense now we did not expect the explosion we got yesterday because Southern Miss went over by themselves and they were ten point underdog. At halftime, we had 41 points. We needed three points. We needed a field goal in the second half to cash that ticket. Well, they got just a bit more than a field goal. They finished with 75 or 76, whatever it was. Great performance there. The other game was back and forth. I mean, uh, Pitt controlled the entire way, led every step of the way after it was 7-3 Georgia Tech early. Uh, But it got a little hairy late. I don't know if you watched the game Georgia Tech had two back doors in a row. It was 23-7 late. They scored two touchdowns. Pitt got another one to get back out ahead. If you had six and a half, you were never in doubt. But there were some dicey moments when they got down to the 12-yard line. In case you were laying seven, you might have gotten a push. But we got the, the cash in both games. And again, our, our, our reasoning, you know, sometimes it's a money play. I'm, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's power rating play, like a math play, numbers. And other times it's just spots like – our spot in that Florida Atlantic Southern Miss game was spot on, so to speak. You know, you had a two and seven team at home, not really caring, throwing the record books out the window, just throwing it all over the joint, scoring forty five against the Owls and uh, Aim Systems Live. It's like what I said, where you can find me. The end of the game, end of Pitt Georgia Tech. How about that handshake with the head coach? Yeah, what was that, that all was about? So I still didn't get the story. I, I've watched clips on Twitter with no volume. What was that all about? Do you have any idea? I don't know. I didn't look too much into it beyond what I saw. Yeah, there, I didn't but see any I don't know. bad blood. There was no like, you know, throwing Hail Marys, you know, up 20 points. You know, you the, the stuff that coaches get Something pissed like about that. where they're not yeah. taking a knee or I didn't see any of that. There's got to be some bad blood that we don't know about. It was very, very odd. I will say this, you know, I'm a Penn State fan and they've played Pitt obviously a lot over the years. And there's a lot of bad blood sometimes when you face this Pitt team. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's the head coach, Pat Arduzzi. He tends to get his team a little bit too jacked up sometimes. I mean, if he could, he would kick field goals on first down. I mean, this guy, do you remember the Penn State last last year? Didn't he kick like four times from the one yard line against Penn State last year? Yeah, that's why they got killed. It's bad. I, I don't know what the deal is there. I mean, they get a little a little bit too sure of themselves, I feel like. Well, the only thing, sometimes. again, usually it's you know throwing the ball when you're up a lot or not taking a knee. The, the only guy that I can't stand, well, I mean, there's a lot of guys I can't stand the way they coach, but 
just in person is Greg Schiano. Remember when Greg Schiano came to the, and again, how do we got to Greg Schiano out of this? I have no idea. But you remember when Greg Schiano came to the NFL with the Tampa Bay Bucks? And uh, it's always been customary when team is kneeling out the ball and you have no timeouts, they snap the ball and they take a knee. Well, Greg Schiano had his teams going 110 miles an hour trying to take the legs out of the linemen. They're like, yo, what are you doing, bro? Remember that? Remember that little stretch when he was doing yeah. that? And people are like, dude, this isn't high school. Trying, yeah, he's trying to take his whole chopping wood mantra to like, you know, on steroids, 10 yeah. exit. So that the guy's NFL. the only guy that yeah, I can't stand just by being him. The rest of them are coaching related. But, you know, let's move on to a, a sore subject with you. I mean, are you wearing black today? Basically. I mean, that that was that I was mean, that was night. I mean, we, we had some fun here talking about Cam Newton touchdown passes under and his line was again one and a half. Now the line last night, like it's, we told you, lines odds makers they catch up. They're not that so they were asleep for a little while. They're not gonna sleep forever. Under one and a half minus two sixty, Brad. They could play twenty six quarters, and he's not throwing two touchdown passes in that game last night. Like I told you off the air here before the podcast today, before we started recording, you could you would be very hard pressed to find a similar situation to this anywhere across the league for a very long time after this season. Like you will never see I mean, something like Tebow? this. Where I mean, Tebow was is it was it this bad? I mean, so bad he can't throw for anything. The I mean, famous it's, Cam it's Newton weird. dirt balls where he gets up on his toes and he's six foot six and he throws it straight into the ground. I mean, it was it was well, bad to watch. You know, it kind of reminds me of Donovan McNabb at the end when he was with Oh, Washington. no, come on. No How? way was he this bad. No way. I guess we just remember it differently. I mean, that was the worst performance by a quarterback I've ever seen. Now, again, when Stidham came in, like he was under siege as well. Would they have seven sacks in the second half of the Rams? Yeah, they were lighting they were, it up. They were yeah, sacking I mean, him with Don- Aaron Donald on the sidelines on that last drive. Bill Belichick, you know, finally just gave up and was like, we're just going to run dive until the game is over. It's a personnel problem with the Patriots. I mean, that's their biggest thing coming up this offseason. It's not the coaching. It's, no, you, if you want to make the I argument mean, that Belichick, the GM, is a problem, you can make that yeah, argument. But <laughs> coaching they, Did you see the graph <laughs> of the wide receivers drafted by the Patriots since, uh, I don't know if it was 2017 or what year it was? Every single one of them were out of the league, except for the guys they drafted in the most recent draft. I mean, there was names on there. Remember the, the Arab Aaron Dobson? Remember those years? The Aaron Dobson year? Yeah, I remember that. Him, uh, Brady basically losing his mind trying to get the ball to a guy like him. Man, they've had some, I mean, it's well documented. They've had problems drafting receivers and skill position guys there, but that's what's going to take for them to, to get back to their winning ways. They're going to have to get some guys in or free agency. I don't know. I mean, a Juju Smith Schuster, maybe he's going to be a free agent. You know, I have, I have we'll a problem see. here because as bad as they've played, see, they were on a, they were, they did have a four and one stretch. So they did win four out of five. You know what I'm afraid of, Brad? Here's what's going to happen. They're going to knock my beloved Dolphins out of the playoffs. They're going to return the favor. You know, it's always been the, the Dolphins that are spoiler, like last year, the Miami Miracle, where they, they didn't knock yep. them out, but they cost them a first-round buy. I see them returning the favor. I don't think the Dolphins are head and shoulders above the Patriots, and they still have a game to go. So the Dolphins got the Chiefs. I mean, they got the Patriots. They got the Raiders. They're no lock at 8-4 and four to make this playoffs. Yep. I remember that day when I told you Mike Greenberg said, well, that's a win against Denver, and I said, whoa, 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 whoa hold on here. So I'm a little worried about that, but we'll get into that. What do you say? Yeah, I wouldn't be put a ball on that one. I wouldn't be too worried about them against the Pats because if it's going to be Cam again at quarterback, I mean that defense is is too good right now. Miami's, Miami's defense. I mean, for Pats offense that is basically anemic. 
I don't think they're going to move All the right. ball. So what we do have going on is a full, and again, I'm, I'm starting to get a little depressed because these are going to start to end real quickly. Uh, I already see lines for the championship games, which are not this weekend, but the weekend after. And you know what that signifies, like the end of the season. So like where Utah is probably playing like their second game. I don't know. I got to go check on my Utah Utes. I don't know how many games they've played. But where Utah has played like no games whatsoever, I see some, you know, 10-game schedules out there. Where, where's my boys from Utah? Are they the ones that play the least amount of games? Is it, It's got to be Utah, right? It's got to be – it has to be well, a, a Pac-12 team. That's the only one I can tell you. The Pac-12 team, we've got a couple of them on display tonight. Arizona State probably has played the least because they've only played two games. Yeah, okay, you're right because I see my boys in Utah are one and two. So Arizona State, all right, on uh, Friday, December 11th, they're 0-2. They are 0-2 on Friday, December 11th. And, uh, you know, we'll go click. Let's go check out someone like, let's say, North Carolina. They're 7-3. and three. They're playing the 11th game. So the teams that got it right are playing their 11th game. And those clowns in the Pac-12, they are playing 0-2 versus 0-4. This is, what is this usually called? Is this racist now? What, what do they call Arizona versus Arizona State? I got to make sure. It's like not the Civil War. I don't know if there's an official name for this rivalry. I don't know if All there right. is. Sun Bowl, something like that. Uh, let's see. Let's set it up. Arizona State, nine and a half and 55 and a half. That's what we're looking at over there. We also have two write-in games. I'm assuming they were COVID-related. We got UTEP at three and four against North Texas. North Texas is a 10-point favorite and a total of 66. I'd have to venture to say the three and five mean green. Uh, probably haven't been 10-point favorites in a while. What do you think? Yeah, I'm willing to bet you are absolutely correct on that one. And also, Arizona State, it's not very often you see a team that is 0-2 going up against another winless team that's almost a 10-point or a double-digit road favorite. And and lastly, we'll clean it up because you know I love these types of games. You ready? We got Nevada at San Jose State, an undefeated San Jose State, who was playing their home game in Sam Boyd Stadium, like the Raiders wouldn't even let them in. So that's how also ran these guys are. They're playing in the old Rebel Stadium, not even where, you know, all the, I, I don't even know. Do they play high school games out there? I should go check that out. Maybe they're playing, they might they might use it as a I, uh, a, a training ground for crap Steelers at the Mirage. I don't know. I mean, what, what do they do with that stadium? <laughs> it's being used in one way, shape, or form. Well, that's San Jose Fighting Spartans. That's their new home field. They are 5-0. and oh. I, Look at me making fun of them. But uh, Nevada... Minus one, total of 58 and a half playing in Sam Boyd. That looks like a good spot for Nevada, man. I, I, I still don't believe in this San Jose State team. They've done it with smoke and mirrors. They got one of these rah-rah coaches. I don't know his name, but I can picture him in my head. He's very annoying. He's a cheerleader on the sidelines. Uh, I think Nevada is really going to take it to him. They have a wide receiver that is going to be playing in the NFL very quickly. He's uncoverable, especially by these Mountain West teams. So let's give you a double bankroll patter, all right? We're going to give you Nevada, lay the one at San Jose State. in. So it's actually in Nevada. I know it's not that close to Nevada, Reno, but it's in Nevada, and that San Jose State Bay Area team is the home team. And then we also think there's going to be points galore. This is the same as that setup last night. we got a 3-4 and four versus a 3-5. and five. Teams going nowhere. North Texas plays no defense. They can move the ball. UTEP, who knows what they do. I don't know how they have three wins. But how about over 65 in that game? So we'll give you over 65, and then we'll give you Nevada lay the one, and uh, then we'll look over onto the weekend in case you got anything to add on those games. 
Yeah, I'm with you. Nevada, San Jose State, I feel like that has 52-49 written all over it. Yeah, very high scoring. But let's go to Saturday, what we have coming up, and let's start with number nine, Georgia, at number 25, Missouri, in the SEC here. Next week, we know the the championship game is set in the SEC. It's going to be Alabama versus Florida, West champion versus East champion. But in the meantime, one week left here of action in the SEC. What do you see maybe in this yeah, This one? is like, I, I don't know. This is like, uh, again, season's almost over, and I don't know anything about Missouri. I know they have a good coach. I don't know how they're ranked. They're four and three. I mean, they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. They lose to the teams they're supposed to lose to. Georgia's 13-point favorite. Uh, line looks about right. And as I always tell you, what do I tell you? The lines maker, they have to put a line on every single game. I don't have to play every game. I only have to play the games that I like. And this is something that we do not like. That's a game that I'm not quite sure about. Uh, again, Missouri is who they are. Georgia's going to win that game. But are they going to win by 13 points? I don't know. And that's why we're going to pass that game. But what do you know about Missouri? I mean, they're just one of those, they're, they're just a team, right? They're just like, they're just a bunch of guys going out there playing, uh, playing out the string. I feel like they're still trying to find their way in this conference. You know, by the time they find their way from the Big Twelve, the season's over. I mean, they or they might even <laughs> be kicked right. out of that that league. They they just don't feel like an SEC. Are they really? I mean, are they honestly an SEC team? They're going to be Big Twelve forever for me. On paper, uh, yeah, on paper, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same thing like Nebraska. I feel Nebraska being in the Big Ten. I mean, Missouri, Nebraska, they got to get together and start their own conference. You know, go go somewhere where they belong. They're just they're just outside. Just join an independent and just. Play Notre Dame every year. That yeah, could work. That too. would work. Notre Dame. They, if they want to get crushed, that would have some fun. What do you think about um, your boys at Miami this week, Jerry, hosting North Carolina? Ooh. North Carolina has been one of those teams I've really liked all year because Mac Brown just has those guys playing yeah, I don't good understand. every week. How do they have like. three losses this year? Uh, they, I had them ranked really, really high. They're power rated very, very high. Uh, my boys in Miami are eight and one. Only lost to Clemson, where they didn't look like they belonged on the same field. They really need to win this game. This is a game that they have to win because the only true team they played on the schedule this year was Clemson, and they got thumped. If they want a New Year's Six game, they need to beat North Carolina. It's going to be no easy task. The Canes are only a three-point favorite at home. So, Brad, you know what that means. What are they telling us? They're telling us the two teams are even. The only reason Miami's favored is because they're playing at home. Uh, I will stay away from this game on the side because you know I'm rooting for my Canes like hell. I want them to get there. I think this total's low. I think 68 and a half. I, I think North Carolina and Miami both put up. I could see like a 45-41 thriller. What do you think? Wow. Yeah, maybe. I feel like though the defenses in this game have an opportunity to step up and maybe kind of put their imprint on it because they're, you know, you just figure with North Carolina, they're going to be an old school team and how they're going to approach the game. And they're going to look to play good defense and control the football and offense. Don't do anything too risky with it. Miami's obviously going to want to, you know, run and gun with it. I feel like though, this could be a chance, like I said, for the defenses to kind of maybe flex their muscles a little bit. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually more low well, score. Besides getting Fields and Lawrence against each other on the same field, all right? Besides that matchup, I mean, Sam Howell versus Derrick King is probably the best matchup you can get as far. Now, I'm not talking about their pro prospects, I'm talking about college quarterbacks. Howell and De'Ara King, I mean, that's as good as it gets. So I'm going to go over 68 and a half here. I see some 69s. That's good. Root for the Canes to win. 
but I'm not playing them. All right, what's next? How about in the Big Ten, Wisconsin against Iowa? This is a game that Wisconsin's only a two-point road favorite. You know Iowa. You know what they can do. They've won, I believe, five in a row since starting 0-2. Well, again, these teams are like, they're like the same team. They are. They're like Wisconsin and Iowa. You know what you're going to get. You're going to run the ball. You're going to play defense. You got conservative head coaches. Uh, it goes like no matter who's there or how what who's in the uniforms, it does not matter. They play the same type of game against each other each and every year. Sometimes they'll surprise you with a win that they're not supposed to get. They'll also surprise you with a loss they're not supposed to get. And they're just going nowhere. They're going to play, I don't know, the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Where do I like to put these guys? Maybe the Capital One Citrus Bowl. They're just they, – they just – they always talk about national championships, and Kirk Ferentz was mentioned about the NFL for like ever it fells, but those those days are gone. Ferentz isn't going anywhere. Wisconsin, look for them to get a small win. I'm not going to lay it, but gun to my head, you're asking me about it. I don't want to pass every game. If I had to play this game, Wisconsin minus the two is the side at Iowa. I think they got the better athletes, and I think they have the better angle here. But instead of passing all these games, Let's look at something that I am playing, all right? Free play of the day for, wait, I just got a basketball final come in. Massachusetts puts up 94 points against Northeastern, 94-79. That's a lot of points for a basketball game, 94 for uh, Massachusetts. Shades of Is the that Marcus Camby in there? Marcus wow. Camby gets some run today? Right. right. I mean, he's the only guy I remember from UMass ever. All right, let's. right, I get distracted when things happen. But here we go. Your free play of the day for Saturday, something I am playing. USC, lay the three. USC minus three at UCLA. USC, look, another team trying to get into the national spotlight. They have only played three games, though, Brad. It's hard to win a national title or get invited to the college football playoffs when you're going to be 4-0. So not only do they have to win, they have to win big. And there's nothing better to do it against Chip Kelly and UCLA. At UCLA, look for a big win at a USC uh, look for USC to go up and down the field with virtually no resistance. They'll be 4-0 while teams are playing their championship game next week. I, again, I don't know how you evaluate this because USC is, is is lying in the weeds all the way back there, but they don't mind putting a 5-0 Ohio State team in the top four. So don't ask me what their criteria is. I, well, they have I'm not saying they play Ohio State does not belong. Okay, don't take me wrong. I'm just saying that it doesn't make sense. If you're giving USC, I mean, if you're giving Ohio State credit, USC should be right there, shouldn't they? I think they should. It's funny you went to this game. This is exactly what I was going to tee up for you next if you hadn't gone to it. But USC, yes, just super, super quiet, ranked 15. It seems like that, whatever they did in that opening game against Arizona State well, at the beginning of the season. Well, the stink has got to wear off. Arizona back. State and Arizona should have lost both games, could have lost both games. And now right. you look back, and neither one I of those just, teams I, have a win. Yeah, it's amazing. I, well, that's true, but I just for them internally at SC to win that first game to come back the way they did with the onside kick recovery and everything that went their way, it seemed like it kind of catapulted them to where they're at now. Again, it's only four games, but this is a big game. I mean, it's a huge rivalry game. I lived out in LA for a couple years. I've been at these matchups. You always have great quarterbacks in this game, and potentially another good one here with Kendon Slovis. I mean, he's played good for the Trojans. Uh, they have some pieces there. Again, it's just like a classic example of a West Coast team that's kind of got lost in the shuffle of this COVID-lated season. Yeah, again, uh, like I said, we like USC big in that spot. I'm going to go one more before we go over to the pros. And this 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 game, it just doesn't seem right here. Coastal Carolina at Troy. 
Now, Troy's five and five, really down season, but Troy is usually the cream of the crop of that Sun Belt. They're always at the top. I can't, I can't see myself laying 13 and a half with Coastal on the road. Troy, plus the 13 and a half, maybe even get the victory, Brad. So go ahead and go ahead and hammer Troy plus 13 and a half. We think it's a good spot for the Trojans. They're going nowhere. We just feel they'll bring their A game. And again, we don't have to win it, Brad. We just got to stay within two touchdowns. I think we can do it. Love that quarterback there. I mean, he he's only a freshman, yeah, correct? Exactly. At yeah. Coastal yeah, Carolina. Wow. I mean, they, they I think I yeah. saw them talking about their their uh what's it called? Their coach signing like a seven year deal. I think he signed it today, or at least he's going to sign it very shortly. But yeah, again, I, I think Coastal's a great story. I think they're up and coming. They'll probably win 14 too much to to ask going at Detroit Trojans. All right, let's hop over to the NFL. Where do you want to take us there, sir? Let's start in Miami. Why not? The Dolphins host the Chiefs. This is a game where Kansas City right now is a seven and a half, showing a road favorite there in this one. Dolphins, look, I mean, they have played well all year. They've overachieved to some extent, but here comes the defending champs in the town, and you're going to need your A plus plus game. Yeah, again, I right. Again, we need this for the Dolphins. We need this to make the playoffs. I tell you what, if they if they win this game. They're in the playoffs. There's no questions about it. I, I still can see them making it with losing this game. I'm not really going to break this one down. I'm going to sit there. I'm going to watch it. It's going to be on my main TV, and I'm going to root for them to win. I cannot put money on either side. I don't. I, I have. A, I have a sneaky feeling they're going to get blown out. I don't want to see it, but that's just. It's. It's got that feeling. I'm not going to lay it. I'm not going to take it. I'm going to root for the Dolphins to win. I just think the Chiefs got too much. I think they got too much for everybody. So. Uh, that game, I'm not going to touch. How about Tennessee at Jacksonville? Now, we know the deal with the Jaguars. They've lost 11 in a row, but they've been teasing us, Jerry, the last yeah, couple they, weeks and making some of these games close. What do you it, think? It looks like they, they can win if they want to, but they don't want to. Like They had like four games out of the last six where they needed a two-point conversion to tie. They did it against Houston. They didn't get it. They did it at Cleveland. They didn't get it. Then they got it against Minnesota and still lost. It seems like they're hanging around, hanging around, like from rounders, hanging around. But uh, Tennessee's got too much for them. I mean, the, the Tennessee is not losing this game at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars are going to go to 1-12. and 12. Uh, Tennessee should be safely winning. The line is at 7.5. I mean, will they cover? I don't know. Gun to my head, if I had to play, it would be on the Tennessee Titans. I'm just checking some injuries, if anything crazy is jumping. I know A.J. Brown, but he looks like he's upgraded to probable. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee's not losing that game. I don't know if I'm willing to lay the 7.5. If you do get a 7 or a 6.5, go ahead and lay it. And uh, other than that, we'll just pass it. But the game I was looking at, and it's yes. very easy here, man. The most overrated 11-0 team in the history of the NFL got their loss to the Washington Redskins, and now they're traveling to Buffalo. Tough spot here. They played, was that a Wednesday game, Tuesday game? I, I lose track. They played a Wednesday game, then they, Wednesday. they played a Wednesday game, they played a yep. Tuesday game. Uh, I mean, they've done they've done everything. They, they've done everything there possibly is. They're going to Buffalo. Buffalo showed what they're worth uh, in that win over San Francisco. Pittsburgh is going to lose their second straight, mark it down, Bills, lay the one, and that just paves the way for the Chiefs to be the number one seed. Green Bay and Detroit. This looks like a horrendous spot for the Lions here. Is there Packers ever a good spot for the Lions? Almost. Ever? I mean, Patricia's not there, so maybe there are. But yeah, is there ever a good spot for that maybe. team? Maybe. Possibly. Not against the Packers, though. Not against the, the Cheeseheads, because this right here screams, 
you know, if there's ever a game you want to take the road, almost double digit favorite here, is it this spot? Well, let me tell you something. Do you remember in the same year the Lions got beat by two Hail Marys by Aaron Rodgers? They were 0-2 against the Packers. And so what is there, 60 minutes in a game? So that's 120 minutes. They were 0-2 against the Packers, and they led for 118 minutes total in both those games. I remember the Ricardo Rodgers one. But, yeah, those were better Lions teams, and uh, they were worse Packer teams. It's a horrible spot for the Lions. They stink. I do think a little up-tempo with Daryl Bevel. I keep screwing his name up, Daryl Bevel. But uh, they're they're talking about like letting Stafford just air it out. Another team, five and seven, going nowhere. Why don't we just have some fun? You know, if you're gonna lose, lose going down swinging. How about over fifty five in that game instead of touching the side? Oh, right, we got time for one more. Where's the last one you want to look at? Let's take a look here. How about this one? Jalen Hurts. Yeah, go ahead. Getting his first start. Here we go. This is gonna be a hurt for the Philadelphia Eagles. Lay the Saints minus seven. Jalen Hurts, nice guy. Like him. I have no problems with him. You got to remember, he lost his job at Alabama. The guy who lost his job at Alabama to Tua. Now, I'm not saying Tua is not a, an elite talent, but he lost his job in, in college. There was whispers last year that he wasn't even going to beat out Spencer Rattler. Remember that? Like There was like famously, um, what's his name? Lincoln Riley would not name his starter. So, Again, nice story. The guy's in the NFL, man. He was he got drafted into the NFL. I don't think he's a quarterback level talent yet. He may develop into something, but all because of a fourth and eighteen Hail Mary last week against the Packers. That's pretty much all he did. He did have that fourth and eighteen play. He's not ready, okay? The Saints, they are a superior team in every single way, including on the defensive front. That defense is nasty. They're going to make uh, Hurts' life miserable. And then the Carson Wentz excuse, I mean, talk is going to come back out. Eagles drop to 3-9-1. and one. Saints, 10 and, uh, they're going to go to 11-2 and two and lock up that top spot in the NFC. Lay the seven with the Saints. And I've talked enough, man. We talked about a lot of games. I can't wait to see this weekend and speak to you guys on Monday. Thanks, Jerry. We appreciate the insight as usual. Great podcast today. We are back at it next week. Enjoy all the games this weekend, folks. Best of luck to you. We will talk to you again next week. Keep living the dream.